0: I'm Marlo Higgins, and I've spent nearly four decades as an entrepreneur building boundaries around time and energy. I am captivated by stories of creating that mythical balance between priorities and success without the guilt and fear of missing out. I'm a to-the-point business coach that helped start a company, rebrand another, and launch my own. Now I'm running a thriving online brand with the white space in my calendar to spend time with my family, nurture my soul, and create an impact in our world. Are you dreaming of striking a balance between a thriving business and a joyful life? It is possible and it starts with you. Get out your field notes and let's tap into peaceful achievers, inspiring you to create a vision, level up your skills and show you how to set boundaries that support the life you desire. This is 22 Minutes to Having It All. All right, this is Marlo Higgins, your host of 22 Minutes to Having It All. This episode this week with Scott McGregor is just super enlightening. He's the founder and the CEO of Something New and the founder of The Outlier Project. He's also a four-time author of the Standing O series, a record eight-time winner of the American Business Award for Innovation. And he understands that people are everything. I mean, he believes in people. And so this episode is about discipline, consistency, simplicity, and impact and you're really going to understand who Scott is and the reason we had him as a guest because life is all about impact for him and it's just an impressive conversation as he shares with us some of the the daily disciplines that he has in place for having it all just the consistency the small wins the compound factor all of those things Scott was a pro athlete for football and baseball. He brings that story to life. He shares what he's doing with the Outlier Project and you're gonna totally light up on it. Make sure that you subscribe to our Daily Something. It is a pocket coaching tool that's gonna help you build the habits to run a sustainable business. So enjoy the episode and I'll talk to you again next week. Okay, so I'm excited to have the conversations about having it all, having balance. You've had some impressive success in life. So what is your definition? When you hear the statement, having it all, what does that mean to you, Scott?
1: My goal in life is really simple. My goal in life is to wake up in a good mood. So I spend all of my time thinking about, are the things that I'm doing, are the things that I'm putting in my head, putting in my mouth, are they going to lead to me waking up in a good mood? If you wake up in a good mood every day, you won life.
0: Okay, so what was it about deciding that it's about waking up in a good mood? Like, I mean, obviously that's a choice, but what was the turnkey moment? Was there one for you?
1: So I grew up poor in an affluent town, which is a crazy way to grow up. And I grew up in a fairly dysfunctional family and I never wanted to experience that stress. So I realized early on that, Really, the only thing that matters is are you happy. So whatever you need to do to be happy, and sometimes that is doing hard stuff and doing uncomfortable things. Uh, so it's not always avoiding hard things, but it is always striving to live a happy life.
0: Yeah, and I and I love that. I and mean, when we kind of started to get to know each other, you know, the thing I took away it was impact over assets you know so it's not necessarily the tangible things but for you it's a lot about the experience it's about the happy heart the powerful mindset that we can have is there anything that keeps you up at night though scott i mean as balanced as you may sound are there still worries or concerns
1: yeah i mean you always worry about your kid if you have kids you always worry about your kids you care about you, you worry about the people that you care about so, I run two organizations. So I run a company called Something New, and I run a very large membership community called the Outlier Project. So I wouldn't I don't know if worry is is the right word, but i I want to make sure that I'm having a positive impact and that we're providing massive value, uh, whether it's to my employees at something new or whether it's to, Our members through the Outlier Project. So, yeah, those are things that weigh on me that I want to make sure that we're over delivering.
0: Yeah, and that something new is a talent strategy for business innovation, correct? Correct. Do you want to elaborate on that at all, what that means?
1: Yeah, you know, I was a chief revenue officer for 17 years. I had helped grow a company from about five employees to over 300. And during that time, we were hiring like crazy. I was trying to outsource things that made sense. So I was working with recruiters, quite frankly, I hated them. I thought it was the most dysfunctional industry I had ever worked with in my life. Uh, I knew over the course of doing that for many, many years that there was a way to build a better mousetrap. And that's how something new was born. It was nothing more sophisticated than me figuring out how to solve my own problems.
0: Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. You know, giving back to you is a huge catalyst as we've gotten to know you. So the Outlier Project, share with us, I mean, 600 members in a community, what's the membership focus?
1: It's all about impact and it's about two core beliefs. It's really about people over everything, which we talk about incessantly. And the other is that anybody can be ordinary, but we all have the power to choose to be extraordinary. Everyone's definition of an extraordinary life might be different, but we all have the power. It's a choice. We choose whether to live an extraordinary life or not. So those are the things that it's founded on.
0: Yeah. So it's just a matter of being in a like-minded community with people who think the same way and strive to make things better, correct?
1: Think the same way to a degree. Yes, believe in a growth mindset, believe that you can choose to live an extraordinary life. But because we have members in 34 different countries, I love the diversity that we have in our group because not everyone thinks the same. And I think we have to be very accepting of that. You, you can't really grow if you cut yourself off to other people's opinions.
0: No, I totally agree with that one, 100%. So as an entrepreneur, what do you feel that you waste most of your time doing?
1: I mean, we we run pretty lean. Uh, so I'm involved in pretty much every aspect of the business. I probably waste time on things that I'm not really good at. I'm not really a very technical guy and I'm not a finance guy. So that's stuff that I, instead of trying to figure it out, I need to outsource it, which I have, but doing more of that, outsourcing things that I'm just not great at, that might take me an hour and it might take somebody else five minutes.
0: Well, I think as an entrepreneur, yeah, delegate and dump, right? Like you got to just move on to the things that light you up and the things that give you the greatest synergy because that's, again, where the impact is. And also delegating is not such a bad thing. I mean, what have you found as far as like being aware enough to know that that's important To do. What are triggers for you? How do you know when you need to start pushing things off your plate?
1: There are plenty of things I'm just not good at. So I try to double down on the things that are maybe my superpowers and try to get the other stuff off my plate. Because even if I do it, I'm not going to do it as efficiently or as well as somebody else. So I have a phenomenal person who works with me on both sides of the business. So I'm something new and the Outlier Project. Her name's Kathy Leckie. And all the stuff that she's great at, I'm terrible at. Uh, she has been an absolute lifesaver. And I'm glad that she's stuck with me for all these years.
0: Yeah, you got a wing woman. I mean, I'm the same way. I'm people, I'm not paper, right? So you yep. put me in front of people, I'm going to thrive. But the paperwork, the, the technical side, all those little details, not my thing. So I have my Amanda. So I get it. She's, (laughs) she's right next to me for 12 years and an absolute godsend. I wouldn't be where I am today without that kind of love, support and and those types of things. So yeah, it's important. How do you get more hours out of your week, Scott? I mean, is there a time where you find trying to find the balance, trying to do more? Is there a trick or a hack to get more hours out of your week?
1: I think the biggest thing is My wife Meg is incredibly understanding. She knows my kids are grown. So I've been an empty nester for a long period of time. So I can devote a lot of time to things that light me up. My businesses are really things that light me up. And my wife is phenomenal at allowing me to do those things and being very supportive. So I think that's, that's huge. Without that, it would be very difficult.
0: So your balance comes from that level of support. And this is kind of a resounding message from you. I mean, like, you know how to delegate, you know how to get support. But I mean, those are some catalyst functions to to not only thrive, but to grow a business. Wouldn't you agree?
1: I would absolutely agree. Yeah, my, my wife is really, something new would not exist without her. I was a chief revenue officer. I was making a ton of money, especially for somebody who grew up poor. It seemed very irresponsible to leave such security uh, for an entrepreneurial life, but she was really the one who helped, you know kick me off the cliff and encouraged me to do it because it was always like, "Oh yeah, I'll do it next year, next year, next year." And you know she was incredibly encouraging and in helping me do that.
0: Now, the path as an entrepreneur is the path of most resistance, as you well know, right? It's not the easy path. It's not well-defined. Would you agree with that one?
1: A hundred percent. But I love the creativity in that. So to me, if I see an empty whiteboard, nothing on it, that might cause panic for somebody else. That's exhilarating for me because I know I can draw anything I want. So I'm pretty creative, probably more creative than people like Kathy would wish because they're like, oh my God, He's got another idea. Uh, So if I go on vacation or take a shower, uh, which I do both quite a bit, they know that they're in trouble because I'm coming back with lots of different things that we could do.
0: But, you know, I think knowing yourself, I mean, I think it's absolutely brilliant. So anybody's listening to this episode, very inspired to hear that from you because I think, you know, you know, you're a creative and I think you're finding the joy in the creativity and you're also understanding through your delegation through your support you've got it all like in a really nice round ball where it just kind of rolls and it just seems like it really works for you have you made any mistakes along the way though Scott
1: Oh my god ton I have a very short memory when it comes to that stuff I think I have like amnesia it it, it just it comes and goes very quickly that might come so I was a competitive athlete and in sports I mean, if you're thinking about, you know, I just fumbled or I just struck out or whatever the case may be, I mean, you're not going to perform very well on the next play or the next at bat. Many, many, many years of being a competitive athlete, I learned how to let go of stuff very quickly. And I definitely do that now. I do not lick my wounds very long. And I I was also in sales forever. And, you know, you're going to lose a lot, you're going to get kicked in the teeth, there's lots of stuff that's going to happen. And if you're lamenting that, you know, two days, three days, a week, a month later, you're never going to be successful. So uh, I just get over it.
0: Yeah, so we always like to say you have to strengthen that positive, optimistic muscle, because that resilience is going to serve you. And you've got to focus on those positives because you're right. I mean, those mistakes and the way we look at failure, it's like there's failure and there's success, but they're the same thing. It's actually learning. So you're just open to learn at all times. And I think entrepreneurs have to embrace that concept. So what type of athlete were you, Scott? What what did you play? What sport?
1: I played football and I played baseball. So I went to school originally uh, to play Division One baseball. I blew up my back. Uh, my career ended very quickly. So my athletic career ended and that was it. But uh, yeah, no, I was a football player and a baseball player.
0: So how did you bounce from that, Scott? Because I mean, you were younger at the time. You probably put all your eggs in that basket thinking this is going to be the ticket. How did you have the comeback?
1: Yeah, I poured everything into, you know, what I was going to do next, which I was psychotically motivated to get my degree and make some money. I wanted to and it wasn't, you know, make money so I could buy like a giant house or a certain car. It was just the stability that I knew it was going to give me that I never had my entire life. So, you know, I was super motivated. So I picked the right career. I went into sales right out of school, and I was just I was shocked actually at some of my colleagues that were like, oh, it's Friday, like I'm cutting out early or whatever. I'm like, what are you what are you doing? Because in sales, the harder you worked, it seemed the more money you could make. It didn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Um, so I was extremely, I poured all of that energy, and motivation and dedication and work ethic that I had harnessed through sports and just turned it into a different lane.
0: Yeah, so when you perform, you get paid, right? And you knew that if you perform at your best, you're gonna get the return on it. And that's, you know, it's an easy concept, but you're absolutely right. You've gotta have the discipline and not everybody's going to have the discipline. So when you talk about motivation, how do you motivate yourself in those days when you just don't feel inspired?
1: So I believe in discipline more than my, probably motivation, like a lot of this stuff, it's it's impossible to stay motivated constantly. I mean, I definitely fill my head with really good stuff like your podcast. So listening to great podcasts and reading great books and surrounding yourself with great people is, is awesome. But there's nothing like the discipline of Just doing the stuff that you know you need to do, whether it's fueling your body with the right stuff, whether it's moving your body to get rid of stress and anxiety, whether it's doing those things that we really don't like to do in business, but we need to do them. I'm very, very disciplined to get that stuff done.
0: Yeah. And I think you have to be. I mean, I think that there's just a credence about you that you have to just kind of embrace it. And you've tapped into it and you know it's working. And that's an asset. Not a lot of people understand the inner workings of those assets and they keep just struggling and moving along, but you've been able to tap into it. Has there been an experience for you, Scott, or some type of learning or teaching principle that really allowed you that level of awareness to put all of these things that you mentioned into play?
1: I've kind of always played the long game. So I've always known that, you know, you're never going to get in shape in one day. You're never going to be financially secure in one day. Like those things don't happen. It's stacking all of these things. And I knew from an early age, more so from, I learned this from sports, just the repetition of just those little wins every day, doing stuff that you do, uh, other people probably aren't doing this right now. And that the stacking effect, what I found is that that brought me success. And that brought me success in sports. And then it brought me success in business. So I'm a big believer there's no silver bullets. It's just a matter of grinding and doing the right things. And over time, You stack those things and all of a sudden you look back and you're like, oh, my God, like, look at how big my 401k is or look at the business that I've been able to build or look at the relationships that I have. They take time. Everything takes time. So you've got to be patient. You've got to be willing to put in the work to get those little stackable wins.
0: Yeah. Patience, discipline, all of those core fundamentals. Okay. So you're hosting a really fascinating retreat and I do want people to hear about it from you. So this fall you're hosting a four day retreat with a lot of legends. This is the part I want to connect to, And I want people to to hear from you. How have you built the network that you are and give us a taste of what that four day retreat events call it looks like for you, Scott. And then like, how did you align so many key people and such powerful people to do this along with you?
1: I have awesome friends. I really have unbelievable friends, and uh, that's probably my greatest asset. So, over the course of decades, I've just formed friendships with people that are incredible CEOs, New York Times best-selling authors, Olympic gold medalists, pro athletes—you name it. And and what happens is, I think once you become friends with certain people and you're trusted, that makes it a lot easier to build other friendships with with people like that. So in October for the Outlier Project, we are putting on a retreat and our word is in my word, probably for my whole life, but our word for this year is impact. So everything is about making an impact. And I've seen different things that I thought, oh, that's cool or that's good but it could be taken to a different level. And so I think we've taken something to a level that I've I've never heard of before. So what we wanted to do is put something together that nobody had ever experienced. So in October for four days, we're staying at the number one rated by Condé Nast, the number one hotel in the Northeast, top 100 in the world, it's called the Wikipog Inn. So we're staying at an absolutely iconic venue. But then we only have 30 guests. So we rented the entire place out. So we have it all to ourselves. And then I'm bringing in four legends. And these are friends of mine. So Brandy Chastain is a two-time World Cup champ, two-time Olympic gold medalist. She's in the Soccer Hall of Fame. Most people know her. As the girl who scored the winning goal in the 1999 World Cup, she took her jersey off and had her sports bra on. And it's become one of the most iconic sports pictures of all time. So Brandy's joining us for four days. Uh, she's a really special person. Jason Redman is a Navy SEAL who's, wrote two, who's written two New York Times bestsellers. He was wounded in action. He was shot in the face. Uh, nobody thought he would ever live. Uh, He's coming with his wife, Erica. Uh, That's going to be a spectacular time. Uh, We're also bringing Dr. Jeff Spencer. Dr. Spencer, listen to this resume. He's an Olympian. He's a world-renowned artist. And he's the coach and advisor to the rock band U2, Richard Branson, Tiger Woods, Lance Armstrong, Jim Quick, et cetera, et cetera. And then we've got Merrill Hodge, who is an all-time great with the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Chicago Bears, been on ESPN for 20 years. He's a cancer survivor, written multiple books. So all four of them are going to be there. And breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So we're spending time with them. And then our guest list is, as I would say, is as impressive as the people that we're bringing in for Legends. Um, So we've got people that were on Shark Tank and scouts for the Boston Red Sox and all kinds of just really interesting people joining us. And I want people to walk away saying that had a major impact. You can see somebody like that on stage. You may get an opportunity for a photo op with them. You may get an opportunity to talk to them for five minutes. You spend four days with people like that, it will change your life.
0: No question. And here's the reason I had you share that, Scott. It's an impressive lineup. I mean, these are some very elite people that you're putting yourself in the room and that you've coordinated to get together. And you're absolutely right. it, it you know it, it is people over impact. As you say that, and and like I said, your network is so rich. It's easy to be your friend. I mean, I quickly, you and I connected. I mean, you're a relator at that's your greatest skill set you are infinitely relatable, you're networked, but you're humble as crap. (laughs) (laughs) Truth. Okay. So what has been the the experience that brought that to light for you? Where you say, I'm going to host a retreat like this. I'm going to bring these elite people together. Was there a moment that, that made you realize you need to do this?
1: Yeah, I was actually on vacation. This was another one. This is another, I come back and Kathy is like, oh my God. So I was on vacation with my wife. I had written uh, at the time, four different books for charity called the Standing O series. And all of those people that I just mentioned have written chapters in those books. So I have collectively 200 people that have written chapters in these books that are just iconic people uh, that I have friendships with. And I thought, boy, it's been cool to share them through the books. It's also been cool to have them speak to our community in the Outlier Project. But what if they got the same opportunity that I have, which is to actually hang out with these people? And I thought, well, let's do it, but let's do it big. Uh, And let's pick literally the number one property in the Northeast to do it at. And let's bring these people together and let's make sure it's small um, so that everyone really forms those tight bonds that you can build when it's an intimate group. So again, only 30 people can go and we're excited. We're we're really excited.
0: That you're the only person I know who goes on vacation and writes four books.
1: Well, I didn't go on vacation and write the four books, but I have put at least one of the books together when I was on vacation, but the the books have been my way of giving back. And book number five comes out uh, probably in October.
0: How long does it write, take take for you to write these books? I mean, the standing well, as I a cheat. series, and I, so yeah, I, okay,
1: tough. I cheat. So uh, these are anthologies, which this will show you how dumb I am. When I was putting out the first book, our publisher Eaton Press said uh, something about an anthology. I said, what's an anthology? And they said, that's what you're doing, which is you're getting other people to collaborate, to write a chapter. Tim Ferriss wrote Tribe of Mentors. And so the Standing O series is similar to that. It just all has the same subject. So everybody writes a chapter of gratitude for a life lesson that they've learned. And then, so we've had 200 people with a collective social media presence in the tens of millions and the cool thing about it is because all the money goes to charity, it's we're not only able to give some money to charity, but we're able to shine a gigantic spotlight on these small charities that are doing absolutely wonderful things in this world.
0: And we need them, right? I mean, there's just so many causes and, and needs that I love that you have such a give back spirit. Okay, so we're coming into the close of this. Do you have a mantra that you live by at all, Scott? I'm just curious about
1: that. I would say tough times don't last, but tough people do. I'm a big believer adversity is a gift. So every time something bad, it doesn't matter what it is. I know it's a gift. It doesn't mean that I love that I'm going through it or that other people are going through it, but I recognize it as a gift because it's like going to the gym and lifting weights. It makes you stronger for the next time. and when you go through adversity, it builds your resiliency. So there's always, I've always thought like, there's always something that's gonna come around the corner and run you over. It's just the way life works. And the more adversity you get through, the more capable you are of getting through that as well. And whether it's as a father, as a husband, as a friend, or as an entrepreneur, I owe it to all those people in my life to be as strong and as resilient as I possibly can. So I just think of that stuff. I think of adversity as a gift.
0: Yeah, no, I, similar. My The one that I live by is a setback, is a setup for a comeback. Yeah. Same thing. It's about Love resilience, it. right? You know, I mean, it, it, it's just the way that you have to put yourself back up because look at the things that you've been able to do. And each one of those forms of resilience, those stories of um, overcoming have really allowed the things that you're doing today. So this is fantastic. Any last words? I'll give you the final words on the episode. What's the message that you want to leave our listeners with today, Scott?
1: I mean, really value relationships, pour into other people. It will come back to you, but don't do it to get something. Just do it because it makes you feel good. Relationships are everything. So I mean, the friendship that you and I now are forming, It's so important, it's so exciting to meet new people and surround yourself with great people. It'll change your life.
0: Oh my God, I couldn't say it any better. Scott McGregor, this was fantastic. All the details will be in the show notes of today's episode. So thank you so much for dedicating and giving us your time and your knowledge. So it's just invaluable. Thank you, Scott thanks for listening. Now, if this conversation sparks something for you, can you do me a favor? Go to Apple Podcasts and follow the show and leave a review. Your feedback tells other business leaders like you how it's possible for them to have it all too. Next, if you're a leader with a lot on your plate, I created something just for you. It's called the Daily Something. It's a mobile coaching tool designed to help you create the habit of having it all in your business and your life. So you can learn more about it by going to marlohiggins.com clicking on the daily something in the navigation bar.